Hello and welcome to podcast Storytellers Unleashed. I am Rana and I am Marco and collectively we are TEB Creative, a small video production company and creative agency based in London. Yeah, but today we are not producing or creating, we are podcasting. Huge thank you to all of you for tuning in and hopefully you will stick with us throughout this little series. Storytellers Unleashed is five-part uh, podcast uh, series. Well, six episodes if you count our uh, prologue as well. And it's all about, well, it's a dead giveaway about storytellers. Uh, making a podcast has been on our creative checklist for a while. And for a long time, we felt like there really isn't much that two 40-something-year-old men have to tell to a wider audience. Well, at least not these, these, these two, two specific yeah. uh, specimens. But just recently we had a reason to kind of define ourselves and the definition we came up with was storytellers. And whilst doing that, we also realized that by chance or unconscious decision making, we have actually surrounded ourselves with some really amazing storytellers from many different walks of life. Yep, so here we are. The next five episodes of uh, Storytellers Unleashed are nice chats with five great storytellers from our close inner circle of friends. We talked to Birgit Itze, who is published mindset writer, and she has just recently left her life in Estonia behind and moved to Scotland. Last May, no, it was more, it was already May 2019, the urge to write was so strong that it was stronger than my will to fight it, so I surrendered to it. We have a chat about a hot topic of sustainability and uh, stories of environment with uh, Katja Hero. I've, I've got a personal way of experiencing all of the BBC Earth documentaries. I, I, I like to watch them almost as in a religious experience. And my, my kids could tell you, you know, how that looks like. So every time there's a, a new documentary is on its way. So I, I follow the, the release dates and then I prep everyone in the family. I tell them exactly when and, 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 and how we're going to watch it. And uh, so it's all planned. We get together. Sometimes they're not really willing, but I, I make them. We jump on a call with a fashion designer and couturier Lee Payton to talk about storytelling in fashion. One of the great luxuries of working with haute couture is that your clients give you time to develop stuff because they know that it's going to take time to make it. Everything is done with your hands. So you are somewhat limited by the skills that you have, um, which is why I've never stopped learning. You know, I constantly go off to weird and wonderful places and try to learn new techniques, even if I don't think I'm going to use them, at least they know how to do it. And our lovely friend Kathleen Howlett discusses children's stories and um, story enabling for children. No, so this is completely by accident. Honestly, working with um, with children's storytelling has sort of just been a happy coincidence. I, I, I enjoy it. I've worked in crafting fictional stories for kids and now also working, making advertising for kids. They're different, but they're quite fun because you get to be a little bit more zany and fantastical and you get to play with um, with imagination a little bit more. So it was completely by accident, but I'm glad that it's it's gone this way. And our final episode is dedicated to storytelling on stage and on screen and for that episode we are joined by a young actor called George Fletcher. 
I think if I met an actor who said that they were a storyteller, I would think they were being slightly gauche. It just, it feels slightly too grand. But I, but, but I think you are part of a storytelling process. I must say it's been a really, really fun experience. And uh, I was wondering what was sort of like your biggest takeaway or I don't know if it's a learning curve is the right word to say. Uh, you're setting me up for a failure here. There are so many different great moments that we managed to capture because we really get this opportunity to talk to our friends about storytelling so deeply or so be so direct about this. Well, the, the moment that comes to my mind is when we established that I'm a great fan of Innuendo and Kathleen's reaction to that is to die for. For you? Yeah, I personally uh, really like getting into the minds of our friends and uh, and how they how they found their way to storytelling and uh, what storytelling is for them and in many cases how their uh, creative process kind of works. So so that was a really really good insight for me. So each each of these episodes of course takes a life of their own depending on a topic that we're talking about but we do go in with a certain set of questions to, to steer the conversation around storytelling. And I'm going to use this opportunity to do a little test run on you to, to see how you would respond to those questions. So well, for, well if, if you think that I'm not going to return the favor, you, you are sadly mistaken, my friend. Yeah, I kind of knew that's going to happen. <laughs> um, what, what is storytelling to you, Rana? Uh, for me, storytelling is foremost sharing experiences. It is something uh, that uh, we can either learn from or uh, something that we can teach to other person. It's about emotion, uh, sharing the emotion, giving the emotion and, and learning something new. That's, that's kind of like in, in broad strokes. So uh, returning the favor. Well, storytelling for me has always been there. I think I, I got hooked on this kind of world of storytelling quite early on from uh, uh, high school times, uh, starting with theater, and then moving on to radio, moving on to journalism, then television. And I've kind of stuck with the latter one now. And it's still, my, my day job is still to do with storytelling. So, yeah, it's always been there. So it's it's very difficult for me to imagine a life without storytelling. And that, that makes me appreciate other people's stories. And again, uh, put a lot of effort into educating myself and developing myself. Mm -hmm. So we, we were talking about storytelling, but who are the great storytellers, if you have to name few? I mean, there are so many fantastic storytellers out there. And if I have to pick a few, I would probably go and think in terms of uh, visual storytelling and filmmaking. Uh, because, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of like my medium and, and something that I, I want to put out there. One really good storyteller i would say is the greek uh, director yorgos lantimos who was the director of uh, the favorite mm. and uh, the way he built that story up and crafted the characters and then painted like literally painted uh, the scenery in the movie was was just amazing but going back to sort of like earlier years of my life and uh, starting to discover the visual storytelling i don't always agree with him, but I always go back to him, and that's Quentin Tarantino. Even though I don't like the violent aspect of his films, and then sometimes it's 
somewhat pointless. Uh, you can't deny the genius that uh, he puts into his stories and well, how he builds, is, builds them up. Yeah, there is method in his madness, isn't mm-hmm. there? Uh, yeah, the way that he plays with time in Pulp Fiction, I think, is just uh, insanely genius. Indeed. Well, if you talk about film, for me, it would definitely be Tim Burton. Mm. It's just, again, it's that kind of world building, painting the scenery, as you said, because he's his films always come with a very specific visual tone. So I love that. Well, uh, in the space of written word, it's Edgar Allan Poe, who's always been a great big favorite of mine. And in theater and music, it would be Stephen Sondheim. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's so many more, but I think these are the three that I would list just from the top of my head. If you ask me again tomorrow, I might have a very different list in my head. No. Do you do you have any stories that have inspired you or you, you take as inspiration for your own storytelling? I, I seem to gravitate to films or, or stories that are not so like fictional. I mean, they are fictional, but they are like very very acute to the nowadays or like uh, historic problems that uh, actual people went through um, sort of like you know Manchester by the sea or boy erased sort of like land on things that are from you know based from based on truth uh, these these are the stories that sort of like really inspire me and and uh, stories that I would like to create how about you? So for me, it's it's a very different world because I, I draw inspiration from a very different place than what the stories that I like to tell are. So I, I draw, I get inspired by like pure fiction and fantasy. This so is, so sort of opposite opposite to me then. Yeah. So I I like all the Marvel movies and yeah, this kind of fantasy worlds of Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. So this is this is where I draw inspiration from, and do I apply this in my more documentary style storytelling of my own? I don't really know, but I I'm driven very much about the beautiful visuals. Mm. I think a great visual is just is even if it's just a wallpaper, it still enhances the story majorly. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think this is something that really sort of complements us uh, because you tend to go to these stories that are fantastical and uh, they are like a visual spectacle, whilst I tend to gravitate towards the stories that talk about pain and hurt, basically. <laughs> Raw human emotion. <laughs> yeah, you got a full package with the two of us. <laughs> are, there, are there any stories that you think that you really want to tell? Yeah, of course. Otherwise, I mean, what kind of a storyteller I would be? If is, I there, is there a dream story? Uh, there are a couple of obsessions uh, that I have in my head at the moment. Um, before I go to those, uh, there is sort of like a story in development I'm really excited about. And that is about um, healers and witches uh, living in uh, 16th century Livonian forest. And, and I'm really excited about the fact that I'm working with something that I want to create in a language that is almost dead. But uh, anyways, uh, what is sort of burning, um, like the story that is burning my brain at the moment, and the, they have turned into sort of like semi-obsessions. And these are the stories about people that have achieved something but have been forgotten. Um, 
there is a certain Estonian um, ballet dancer who migrated to Brazil in 1920s and was one of the founders of Rio Ballet. You know, I saw this image of him on the internet and I saw this quite poor quality video on YouTube, which was filmed in 1930s and it sort of promotes the Rio de Janeiro School of Ballet. And you can, you can sort of like just tell the image of him. Um, there are a couple of you know, texts that I come across in uh, Brazilian Portuguese that I don't really understand. And I don't know why he died so young in age, I think he was 42. And then there is like nothing out there about his uh, life story. And this is sort of like the obsession that I'm currently having in my head. I want to know more about that. I I really want to go into fiction. I, I want to write something. I want to write fiction. It's been a passion of mine. Well, not a passion. It's been a dream of mine for a long, long time. I'm just incredibly rubbish at it. Uh, my, my thoughts are running faster than my pen. So there there is a an idea in my head um, which involves ducks. But I'll leave it here because otherwise someone's going to steal my great idea. But beware. Beware of the ducks. Always beware of the ducks. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask that from you because I don't want to answer this question. So, <laughs> so I'm going to ask you the question that we ask from all our guests. And that is, what is the greatest story ever told? And I'm not going to pretend that, oh, it's such a bad question because I've given it some thought. I've, I uh -huh. knew this was coming. <laughs> Uh, there are so many great stories that have been told. And for me, if I had to pick one, I would say Alice in Wonderland. Mm. It's whimsical. It's delusional. It's dark at times. I just love it. Off with their heads. Mm, how, how very um, you story indeed. <laughs> a bit dark. A bit dark, a bit, uh, bit crazy. For you? Uh, yes, well, I had to think about it as well. And I do find this question really, really hard because I'm convinced that the story is yet to be told. But I'm going to go with a film that I saw in my late teens. It's a Mexican film and it is called El Callejón de los Milagros. All Spanish uh, speakers, I do... Uh, ask for your forgiveness if I butchered this, but it is basically a film from 1995. It tells a story, like three separate stories uh, in Mexico City that sort of take place in the same time. And what was so captivating about it, whilst these stories were separate and independent, they somehow intersected. So within a chapter, you could see what the other character was doing. And then they went to the next chapter and suddenly the same character came across. The they, they path just crossed so briefly, but you could see that, oh my God, this is just absolutely magical. And, and I think ever since I saw that film, I was captivated with storytelling and, and how to play with time and how to bring a story alive. So so I'm going to say that because it woke that uh, storyteller up within me, that's the greatest story ever told for me. Legendary. Just one other came to my mind right now. Mm. Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy. But enough about us. 
Our next episode will be the official first one in the series of five, and we will be talking about storytelling and writing with Birgitica. So thank you for joining us, and we'll see you on, on the, the other, other side. side.